Yeah. 50 years of hip hop. 50 years of hip hop from Listener Power, KEXP. Yo, yo, yo. Check, check, check. Welcome to 50 Years of Hip Hop. I'm Larry Mizell Jr. This week, Dusty Henry takes us back to 1977. That's when a young DJ from the Bronx, Theodore Livingston, debuted a technique so powerful, so innovative, that it's become an essential part of hip hop. I'm talking about scratching. Like most 12-year-olds, Livingston loved playing records loud in his bedroom. And like most parents, his mother scolded him from the other room to turn it down. On one particular day back in 1975, Theodore was playing the incredible bongo band's Apache. As he reached over to pause the record to hear what his mom was saying, Theodore accidentally moved the record playing back and forth. The sound piqued his interest, so he did it again. And again. Theodore spent days on end experimenting with this new sound that he, quite literally, stumbled upon. Something we now know today as scratching. So let's go back a little further for just a minute. We're talking about the 1970s here, the earliest days of hip-hop. Theodore was acutely aware of what was going on. His older brother, who went by the name Mean Gene, was entrenched in the bubbling hip-hop phenomenon. Gene was also close friends and a creative partner with another future legend of hip-hop, Grandmaster Flash. A child is born with no state of mind, blind to the ways of mankind. God is smiling on you, but he's frowning too, because only God knows what you go through. Gene and Flash picked up on Theodore's natural DJ abilities early on and took the preteen under their wings. Theodore joined his mentors to dig through crates full of vinyl in downtown Manhattan. They'd spend their days searching for new records that they could play before anyone else. The Rolling Stones. Aerosmith. The Incredible Bongo Band. Anything with a danceable beat that they could get to first. At this point, Flash and other DJs were famously performing in parks and abandoned buildings. Huge block parties with massive speakers, loud music, and the earliest forms of breakdancing. And our hero Theodore had a front row seat. He, Mean Gene, and their other brother, DJ Cordio, formed their own group, the L Brothers. And they began performing in the parks, too. In this day, tomorrow, the L Brothers will be at Rock City on 159th Street at Prospect. Two dollars for everybody. Twelve o'clock. During this time, Flash was making huge innovations to DJing. As we've already discussed on this podcast... People often credit Cool Herc for starting hip-hop in 1973 by playing only the danceable breaks and records to keep the party going. After perfecting Herc's breakbeat technique, Flash took it to the next level. Here's Flash speaking in a documentary about his first groundbreaking method. Uh, I had come up with a mixing technique, which I called the Quick Mix Theory, where I was able to take two copies of the same record on two, on, you know, on two different turntables and repeat the climatic part of the record over and over and over and over and over again. Flash also developed clock theory. That's his method of identifying a certain segment of record he liked 
so he could punch in back and forth on his turntables to create a new, continuous beat. Just the very act of putting his hands on the record was revolutionary, something that was considered faux pas among DJs. I wouldn't recommend doing it with your record collection either, unless you're a professional DJ, that is. So when Theodore was sitting in his bedroom and started moving his records back and forth, he was unwittingly building on Flash's technique. Theodore spoke with Hot 97 back in 2014 about the moment he discovered scratching. So when she startled me, both both crossfaders went up in the air, which means that I could hear both records at the same time. So what I did was I did a baby scratch, pulled the music down a little bit. She left the room, played the next record, um, finished my cassette tape, and when I rewinded back to the part where my mother came in the room, I can hear myself baby scratching. I was like, wow, I can incorporate that into all the other things that I do as a DJ. So I practiced it another couple of days, another couple of hours, different records, and, and that's when it became the scratch. I was 12 years old in 1975. You see, Flash's quick mix and clock theories were all about fluidity. Theodore's new scratching technique was rough and jagged. Rhythmically scratching on his records started to develop a new sound. In 1977, the 14-year-old Theodore debuted as Grand Wizard Theodore and began performing his scratching technique for the first time at the Sparkle Club. His song of choice? Apache by the Incredible Bongo Band. The song he first accidentally scratched to when his mom told him to turn down the music. Here's a rare clip recorded on the cassette of Theodore scratching the next year in 1978 with L Brothers at the Bronx River Center. As we'll undoubtedly repeat throughout this series, it's difficult to attribute specific people or specific dates and times in the origins of hip-hop. Or any genre, for that matter. Grand Wizard Theodore certainly might not be the first person to jostle a record back and forth on the needle, but he was the first we know of to recognize its potential. He continued his studies under Grandmaster Flash, who took to the scratching technique and arguably began to perfect it. You hear it all over Flash's seminal track, The Adventures of Grandmaster Flash on the Wheels of Steel. (laughs) Scratching continued to evolve over the years under the fingertips of artists like DJ Scratch, DJ Premier, DJ Jazzy Jeff, and DJ Qbert, just to name a few. Like most art forms, the story of hip-hop gives us some of the clearest examples of watching an idea be born and evolve. There's no barrier for entry to start innovating. A young kid being told to turn down his music by his mom sparked a revolution for a whole genre and culture. And it's not just a freak incident, either. Grand Wizard Theodore's persistence to follow his music and chase down an idea changed the game. Beyond just hip-hop, it's inspiration to follow your muse when it shows itself. You never know what it might create next. This piece was written by Dusty Henry. Audio was produced by Roddy Nickfor. Next week, we're taking you to 2010 with the track Zodiac by Flying Lotus. I'm Larry Mizell Jr., and we'll see you next time on 50 Years of Hip Hop from listener-powered KEXP, where the music matters.